What up, what up, what up? What's going on, everybody? This is your host, Dom Lewis from the Philly Sports 444 Podcast. Um, thank you guys so much for tuning in and all the support. Really do appreciate it. It's not going unseen or going unwarranted. I really do appreciate you guys for um, tuning in, supporting me, passing along the message. Anything you guys can do to promote this podcast, I really do appreciate it. And I thank you guys so much. Um, as always, you can follow us on Twitter at 444podcast. You can email us at 444podcast at gmail.com. Uh, subscribe on iTunes, Google Playlist, or I'm sorry, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and any other places you can get your podcast. And we're powered by the Anchor app. And we thank them so much for giving us a platform and allowing us to uh, get out our thoughts and get out our dreams. So, Thank you guys for tuning in. Appreciate it. So, um, guys, there's a lot to talk about. There's a lot to talk about with this um, Eagles team. Uh, it's like a tale of two teams. Uh, since the last time we've talked, we've had two games um, happen in a matter of one week. So, we we'll talk about that game. We're going to talk about the Sixers who open up um, their season on this upcoming Tuesday um, up in Boston. We'll talk about the Flyers so far this season and um, what they've been doing and how they look so far and um, what can we possibly expect from the Philadelphia Phillies going into the winter meetings, uh, which will happen in about two months or so. So we thank you guys for tuning in. We appreciate you guys so much just for uh, supporting this podcast. And um, I'll also give a few shout outs at the end to a couple of small businesses and a couple of people I think are doing great and extraordinary things. And yeah, we're just we're just going to talk today. We're just going to talk about we're just going to talk. We're going to talk about Eagles. We're going to talk about Sixers, Uh, heavy Eagles, some Sixers, but heavy Eagles today, heavy Eagles, because they have the most content. They've had two games in one week. Um, And this team has looked day and night um, in those two games. So we're definitely going to talk about that. We'll break it down. We'll break down um, each game. We'll talk about what I think went wrong in the Eagles-Vikings, what I think went right going into the Eagles-Giants game, what happened with the Eagles versus the Giants, and what I see as the outlook of this team going forward. So we thank you guys for tuning in. We really do appreciate it. Um, as always, like I said, you can follow us at 444 Podcast on Twitter. Um, there will be a Facebook page up soon. I'm working on uploading that now. Uh, or creating that now, I should say. So that will be up in the next, actually the next day or two. So look out for that as well. Uh, it'll be Philly Sports 444 Podcast on Facebook. So look out for that page pretty soon. And I'm also working on creating an Instagram page as well. And I want to get some feedback from you guys. I want to know what you guys want to see out of the show. I want to know what you guys uh, think we can improve on, what you guys want uh, as far as, um, content. And I had one person actually, um, respond to me yesterday. A uh, shout out to my, to my guy, Rail. Um, my guy, Rail. uh, I know him from, uh, we used to work together back in the day. Um, but he, he, he sent me a message on Facebook and he said that, um, that we needed to have a call in line. I don't do the call in thing cause it's, this is a podcast. So it's actually, um, it's on demand listening. So I don't do um, call-ins, uh, not like typical uh, terrestrial radio. Um, and that's one of the benefits, I think one of the benefits of doing a podcast 
where you can kind of dictate it your own way. You don't have to worry about commercial breaks or anything like that. You don't have to limit callers to two minutes and um, try to keep things on subject. Um, so that's why I promote um, following us on Twitter and uh, actually sending us emails so we can kind of do like a segment, like an email bag segment. I'd be glad to do something like that as, as soon as I start getting enough emails so that I can do an email segment. So I, I'm, I'm not afraid to do anything like that. Um, also, um, that's what I think I'm creating this, the Facebook page for so that we can get content on there from our listeners and our subscribers just so they can kind of give feedback to the show and uh, ask any questions they have about the podcast or raise anything they want us to talk about. So I do welcome all suggestions, um, even if I think it's a bad suggestion. Um, I just appreciate everyone listening. So, um, yeah, we're working on a few things and we're, we're getting stronger and we're getting better. And we thank you guys like once again for tuning in and supporting this podcast. So, like I said, today we'll talk heavy eagles. We'll talk some Sixers, what I think uh, the uh, season has going forward and what I think we need to look out for. And I went on a little bit of rant this morning on uh, the radio show that I was on. Shout out to 215 Sports. Um, shout out to my guys, Ernest Drummond and Terrell Willis. I went on a little bit of a rant this morning about the Sixers, and I'll talk about that as well. Um, my rant and what I think um, what I think about the Sixers and what I think about... Um, what they're what they're trying to do right now, and I and I there's something that I don't like, and I think I need to to, to raise uh, the issue to you guys. So thank you guys for tuning in. As always, this is the Philly Sports Four Four Podcast. I'm going to take a short break, um, and I'll be back. We'll talk uh, Eagles Vikings, and then we'll get into Eagles Giants. What's going on, everybody? This is Dom Lewis, Philly Sports 444 Podcast. Thank you guys for tuning in. Appreciate you guys um, listening, following us, uh, subscribing. And if you haven't done so, please do so. We're on iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts. Um, follow us on Twitter and the Facebook page will be up soon. So thank you guys very much for your support. And um yeah, we really do appreciate it. So uh, let's get down to the business. Was um, it's two games to break down from this week? I'll, I'll just give a brief. Um, I'll give my thoughts on each game, and uh, I'll just kind of talk about where I think the team goes from here. So last Sunday we played um, the Vikings. Um, Four twenty-five game it was America's game of the week, so it was a big game. Um, and we just came out and looked like crap. Um, the offense looked like crap. Um, we got out coached, we got out played, we got out hustled. And at that point in time, um, I just all I could say was the Eagles were an average team. I I I kept saying that this team doesn't have it. Whatever it is that they had last year, whatever it is that good teams have in order to succeed in this league, whatever it is in order to be a championship caliber type of team, the Eagles didn't have it. At that point, I had determined that the Eagles were an average team. Um, I watched the game. I watched it. I, it was to a point 
Well, after the JJ fumble, I think I just turned the game off. Um, I was just so disgusted with the performance of the team. I just felt like they just were. There was nothing that they could. They they weren't doing anything to win that game. They were doing every game, everything to lose it. And I just felt like the team didn't have any. At that point, I didn't feel like they had any heart. Um, they just looked so horrible, so terrible. Um, and I mean, thank God that uh, those first couple of drives that um, Minnesota missed those field goals because the, the game really would have been out of reach. It really wouldn't even been that close. Um, so it ended up being, um, I mean, we got a late touchdown. It was 20. It ended up being 23, 21. Um, but it really, that score doesn't even uh, depict how close the game was because it, it wasn't that close. It was pretty, pretty, um, it, it wasn't that close. I mean, the Eagles just, they didn't play well. Um, and at that point, I just didn't know where this team was headed. I didn't know. Um, I mean, Doug didn't call a good game. The defense, didn't, once again, the defense line didn't get any pressure. Our offensive line didn't get any push. Um, and honestly, I mean, Minnesota just outplayed us and outclassed us that game. It was just, they looked really, really good that day. Uh, it looked like they were getting, they, and they were, they were, they were more desperate than we were. They had one win at the time, um, and they were hungry to get a win. So, uh, they got that win that day, got back on the right track. Uh, instead of being one and three, they were two and two and one, or I'm sorry, I said one and three. It was one, two and one. But they ended up being two, two and one, so that was that was good for them. Um, and the Eagles were two and three, so you know a lot of it was a lot leading up into that um, Eagles Giants game, um, and it was a lot of worry from a lot of the fan base, a lot of you know pundits out there. And I'm not gonna lie, I was worried too. Uh, I was, I didn't. I thought I thought the Eagles would win the game. I I didn't. I thought it would be close though. I thought it would be like a tough game, and I thought it would be a type of game where, um, kind of like the Eagles Colts type of game, where um, it was close and we had to pull it out in the fourth quarter. That kind of game, but it was the opposite of that. <laughs> the Eagles were the opposite of what they were on Sunday versus the Vikings. Uh, they just completely uh, manhandled the Giants and took their heart. The only the only black eye on the game was that Saquon Barkley did whatever he wanted to do. I mean, he, he caught the ball, he ran the ball, he was an absolute beast. And if, if that Giants team was any good, if they were any better than it, you know, the game could have been close. But Eagles absolutely dominated that game. The defense played spot on the entire game. They got pressure. Eli Manning like a statue out there. Uh, so that was it was just good to see the defense get back. And, you know, I was texting my boys, uh, Ryan and Clinton. Um, shout out to us. You know, we have like a little uh, like a, you know, like a group chat. Uh, but I was texting those guys during the game. And I said, the Eagles are the Eagles are they're playing on fire right now. They're playing with their heads on fire right now. Like they played with some they played with some passion, with some oomph. Like they play like I felt like. I was watching last year's team when I watched the game. Um, they were just playing with so much energy and so much hustle and so much heart. And they were playing like, you know, for lack of a better word, they were playing pissed. 
because they I feel like they knew what was what was being said out there. I feel like they, they saw the headlines. They saw all the clippings. They heard all the pundits. They heard the fan base. They heard all the Philadelphia sports radio and all the podcasts out there. Shout out to everyone who's doing a podcast on Philly sports. Talk about the Eagles, whatever. Um, I support you guys and I hope you guys support me. But anyway, I digress. Um, I feel like they heard everything that was going on out there. I feel like they heard everything that was being said out there. And for, you know, they played like they were mad. They played mad. They played with some some passion and some fire. And they showed everyone who they really are. Now, granted, the Giants are really bad. They're a bad team. But at the same time, the Eagles show that they are really, they're really not as bad as we've seen them over the last few weeks. They showed that. They really are a good team. They really are a team to be reckoned with. And you can't just come in here and, and think everything is going to be sweet against the Eagles. No matter, It's a week-to-week league. I, that's something that I've discovered today. And I'll get into that a little bit uh, later. But um, I think that the Eagles showed who they really were on Thursday night versus the Giants. They played uh, well, extremely well. I mean, Carson just... He showed who he showed why he's Carson. Uh, just the fact that he could that first touchdown to Alshon Jeffrey, scrambling out of the pocket, creating time, throwing across the field, across his body to Alshon Jeffrey. Only him and and maybe two or three other quarterbacks can do it. I say him and Rodgers and and maybe Breeze. I don't even think Brady can do it. So. Uh, just yeah, because I because Brady sets he sets his feet in the pocket, so he can't do that. Um, I would say Breeze, Rogers, and and Wentz can only do it. I don't think Golf can do it, or or you know what, maybe Mahomes can do it because Mahomes is really really good. Uh, he's I know he's a young quarterback, but he's really good. But I mean, just seeing him do that was just like okay, he's back. And I I, I didn't have any doubts about his play over the last few weeks. It was more so the team. I, I thought that he played. Um, well, over the, since he's been back, but it just took a collective effort for that entire team, and it just changes things when you actually win a game. Like when you're winning a game, or when you win a game, um, you see the um, the benefit. Like you see how you see the the best in everyone instead of just seeing like the mistakes and the errors and everything like that. Uh, the I think the the big thing was that the Eagles didn't turn the ball over. Um, they had, I think, Wendell Smallwood fumbled the ball once, but he actually recovered the ball, so it never actually went to the Giants. Um, Eagles only allowed one sack during the game, um, which was which was big because that offensive line has been getting shredded over the last few weeks. And on top of that, Eagles converted, I think, 13 or 14 first uh, third downs. So um, they really that was really big for them, uh, third down efficiency. And scoring in the red zone, which has been uh, something that has plagued this team for the last few weeks. That's why they haven't been winning games. Uh, if you think about all the games they, um, you know, where teams hung in there and beat us, or games where um, it was close, I think the the issue has been Eagles not scoring touchdowns in the red zone. So the fact that they were able to score in the red zone, score touchdowns in the red zone, was a big deal. And uh, the fact that they were able to convert on third down was a big deal. And also, the fact that they were able, the defense was able to get off the field during third downs was a big deal as well. So, if those three things work together, most likely you'll win. And and they showed, they showed, I think they showed a winning formula 
on Thursday night. I think that was the biggest thing of all. Not saying that every team is going to be sorry like the Giants are, but that was a winning formula on how to actually win every single week with this team. It's not something, it's not smoke and mirrors. It's not, um, it's not something, uh, that you got to pull rabbit out of your hat every single week. This is actually, that's actually a formula in order for this team to win every single week. So, um, I think, like I said, I think it was just a tale of, tale of two teams. Uh, you saw the worst out of the Eagles on Sunday, but you saw the best out of the Eagles on Thursday. And it's like, okay, where do we go from here? Where do we go from here? I think that um, you'll see more. I'm not going to say more of the same um, of what you saw on Thursday, but I think you'll see um, it'll be similar to that and um, going forward during this season. I don't. I don't think. I don't think the Eagles are um, quote unquote average. I don't think they're an average team. I think that they kind of woke up from that. I think that was a get right game. Um, and I think they, I think they're confident. I think they know who they are. They know who they are, and I think that they've known who they were for the last few weeks. We just didn't see it. But now that they got that win, um, I think that they can move forward and they actually can um, start to do some damage. I think they'll win against the Panthers next Sunday. Um, I see, because um, I mean, the Panthers to me, the Panthers stink. They're not a good team at all. Um, I know that they were three and one. Uh, now they're three and two. They lost to the Redskins, but uh, the Panthers—they're—they're they're not a good team. They're not a good team. I mean, they got some athletes. They got some 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 good. So they got some good uh, players at some skill positions, um, but they're not. To me, they're not a good team. They are not a team that can really make any noise in the NFC, um, the playoff picture. To me, to me anyway. I mean, I still think that Atlanta is a better team than Carolina. Um, and definitely New Orleans. So I, you know, they got it. They got it tough in their division. They have. They got it tough. I mean, Tampa Bay is Tampa Bay. So I mean, it's like up and down with those guys. They haven't won since they actually beat the Eagles. But um, I think overall, like I said, um, they are um, to me. They're just not a good team. Um, and it. It kind of. I know Cam is. Cam is Cam. Cam is. Um, he's like a special player. Um, but they win and lose with Cam at the end of the day. And I think he does more bad, right? He's been doing more bad than he's been doing good, honestly. Um, he hasn't been, um, I don't know. I, I don't know what to say about Cam. Cause I, I, it's, I think it's cause I like Cam. Um, I, I actually like, I like, um, Cam Newton. I've liked him since he's been in the league, but, um, I actually liked him since he was in college, but, um, I just, I don't know. I, I feel like that guy, I, I'm just not sure about him. I'm really not. I'm not sure that he can, that he can will his, his, will his team to win like a championship. I, I don't see that in him. I see him, they can win games, you know, collectively, but I, I don't see it in him right now where he can will his, he's not that same MVP cam that I saw a few years ago. He's not that guy. So all in all, I, I don't think the Panthers are that good. And I think the Eagles definitely are a better team than them and definitely can beat them. And they and the Eagles play well at home anyway. So they don't and they don't get I think they they average giving up. Um, I want to say. I want to say 19 points. I think it might be lower than that, though. I might I think it might be 16. But anyway, I'll, I'll find the exact number. But the Eagles 
don't give up a lot of points, especially at home. At home, excuse me. Um, so I really feel like this is the Eagles' game to lose. Uh, as long as they come out and play like they played on Thursday, um, converting on third down, uh, getting off the field on third down, their defense, and actually scoring touchdowns in the red zone, then the Eagles will be fine. So um, I think you'll see more of the same with this team going forward as far as not more of the same, but similar to what you saw on Thursday. That's the winning formula, and I think you'll see more of that formula going forward in order for this team to actually win and make some noise for the rest of the season. Um, but, yeah, just a tale of two teams. And um, just was kind of – it's kind of crazy how it all went down. Like, um, And maybe it's just not the Eagles. Maybe it's, it's other teams in the league as well. Um, I think we're so – sometimes we're so engulfed in Eagles where we don't even look at the other teams outside of – uh, outside of the division, outside of the city and outside of the division. Like, we look at the Redskins, we look at the Cowgirls, and we look at the Giants. But, you know, sometimes we don't look at, you know, people teams in the AFC. You know, if if they're not, like, on the main stage, we just don't we don't see them. We don't recognize. Um, but I, I just think that maybe it's the league. Maybe it's the league is just week to week. And it's something that I said earlier today. I tweeted it out. Like, it's truly a week to week league because some things happen today that I didn't think could happen at all um, in regards to uh, wins and losses of teams today. It just was the Cowgirls beating the Jaguars just was mind-boggling to me. And um, um, I actually thought the Panthers would win against the Redskins. But, I mean, the Redskins proved me wrong. So, um, And then seeing um, A.B. Antonio Brown, you know, score touchdown with 10 seconds left, I mean, that was just... That was crazy in itself. And seeing Baltimore get 11 sacks, I, I don't know. The league is really week to week. It really is a week to week league. And the Buffalo Bills are at 500 now. Like, considering that they started off and they were probably the worst, we thought they were the worst team in the league, you know. Um, now they're at 500. I mean, they, had, they scored pick six in order to beat the Texans. And yeah. So it's just a, it's just a crazy league. So maybe it's just not the Eagles. Um, but I think the Eagles are can be consistently good, and I think it starts. Uh, I think it started with the Giants, and I think it continues next week versus Carolina. So, um, man, I've got off on so many different tangents on this one segment, but um, I just wanted you know to just kind of break down Eagles Vikings and Eagles Giants, and I'll talk about in the next segment what I think. Um, I'll get into a little bit of the Eagles trade rumors, and I'll talk about. Uh, what I think this team is like going forward as far as the next few games going into the bye and, uh, you know, coming off the bye versus um, the stinking cowgirls. So um, this is Philly Sports 444 Podcast. I'm your host, Dom Lewis, and uh, stay tuned. I'll be back in one moment. Thanks. Welcome back, everybody. Philly Sports 444 Podcast. I'm your host, Dom Lewis. Thanks for tuning in. So we just uh, started, um, just talked about breaking down, um, well, excuse me. I just finished breaking down uh, Eagles-Vikings and then Eagles-Giants and how's a tale of two teams. Um, now I want to get into uh, a little bit of what I've been hearing about trade rumors or what we've all heard about the trade rumors and what I think about this team going forward. Um, right now, um, there's been some talk about, the, you know, everyone knows about Le'Veon Bell 
and um, his situation out there in um, Pittsburgh and how he hasn't reported yet. Um, so think about it. It's week six and he has not played it down. He didn't go to camp. Um, he has not played a game. He hasn't even apparently he hasn't even spoken to the team. Um, and there's been some talk about him reporting during the bye week. Um, their bye, I think it's, I think their week is bye week is week seven. Um, and um, there's been some talk about um, him signing the tender then and then playing the rest of the season. Um, so the Eagles have been linked to to possibly you know trying to trade for um, Le'Veon Bell. There's been some talk about the Eagles trying to trade for Shady McCoy. Um, there's been some talk about the Eagles trying to trade for uh, Jordan Howard out there in Chicago. And there's been some talk about the Eagles trying to trade for David Johnson um, out in Arizona. Now, um, I have um, I've thought about all these things. I've, I've listened to the talk about these things. I've you know read up some of some things. And... Um, I mean, the asking price for Shady right now, I think, is a second round, uh, second round pick, and some other picks. Um, I think at one point I heard they were, they were asking for a second and a third. That's what Buffalo was asking for, which is kind of insane because Shady is not in his prime. So um, I'm not gonna say it's kind of insane. It definitely is insane. Um, so that is not going to happen. I think that, uh, I, and I heard a report today that the uh, that. One, Buffalo isn't trading Shady. And two, uh, the price is just too high on Shady right now where Eagles aren't interested in, in doing that trade, which is wise. Um, I heard that they're not going to trade for Le'Veon Bell. Um, they're just not going to make that move. And I haven't heard anything else about David Johnson or I haven't heard anything else about Jordan Howard. I heard some things about uh, the guy Coleman from um, Atlanta the backup running back, um, but they, you know, uh, I think Atlanta likes that tandem, that tandem with Devontae Freeman and uh, uh, and Coleman. I think they like that 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 punch, that two that two punch right there, that you know, two man punch. Um, so I don't think they'll they'll make that deal. Um, I've heard some things about Mark Ingram from um, New Orleans, and I don't think that'll happen because I think uh, New Orleans likes that that two man punch as well. I think they like the fact that they have Kamara. And Mark Ingram, uh, they got a lot of weapons down there, so I don't think they're, they're giving them anything. They're trying to make a run. So, um, I, I honestly, with everything I've been hearing about uh, these trade rumors, and you know, Eagles needing wide receiver help, and they needing running back help, and they needing safety help, I don't think the Eagles are going to make any move. Um, I, I don't. I don't think they'll make. I think they'll make. If they make a move, it'll be a very small move. It won't be anything. Um, it won't be anything extravagant. It won't be anything to move the needle. It won't be anything to excite you. I think it'll just be a very small move in order to add some depth, probably. But it, it won't be a move where it's like okay, it won't be a it won't be a move like when we got uh, Ajayi last year. And it's just you know sidebar. It's just really a shame for Ajayi. You know the fact that he tore his ACL playing with a broken back, playing on that torn ACL, you know, and then he got these knee issues or this knee issue. The dude, you know, trying to, he really did try to battle. And it's just, it sucks because, you know, this was his contract year. He's trying to play for a contract, big contract, you know, with, if not with the Eagles, with any other team. And, you know, next year, he'll probably have to sign another one-year deal with somebody. 
Um, and it just kind of it's kind of sad for him because I, I really, really enjoyed the way he played here. Um, and I don't, I don't I'm not saying that he's definitely gone. I'm just saying that, man, I, I you know, it's just a shame. You know, I don't know if he'll be back with the team next year, though. So if he's not, man, I really do appreciate what he gave to this team and in order for us to even, you know, give us that push so that we can get to that championship. So I'm thankful for that. Um, but anyways, um, I don't think the Eagles will make, make a, make a splash move. I can't see them doing it. Um, I can't see them, you know, I know they created some cap room. I know that, um, you know, they restructured, um, Fletcher's contract and then created a lot of cap space for this year and next year. They're not going to make the splash like the, uh, they're not going to make the splash like they did with the Jai last year. They're just not going to. Um, Eagles right now, they just need to be focused on trying to get healthy. Um, and they need to be focused on uh, just winning the next two games going into the bye. They need to be 5-3 and three going into that bye. They, they cannot afford to, you know, lose another game right now. They just can't. Um, I mean, the Rams are, the Rams are still undefeated. Um, New Orleans is, they're still like a powerhouse and they're definitely the rulers of the NFC South right now. And honestly, I mean, you know, not for nothing, the Eagles aren't even in first place in the division right now. I mean, the, the Redskins actually won the game today. So, I mean, the Redskins are three and two and the Eagles are three and three. And so are the Cowboys, you know, which I hate to admit. Um, but, you know, Eagles need to be focused on just winning the next two games and going into their bye five and three. Um, so that we can make the run during the second part of the season. So I don't think they'll make any moves. I don't think they make any splash moves, I should say. I think it'll be more so of a um, a move for depth and a move. Um, yeah, that's it. A move for depth. I think that's, that's it. I don't think it'll be anything um, where how you will stretch the cap or anything like that. I, I don't I don't I can't see it happening right now. Um, and I don't think there's anybody out there that, that we that that can help us like at that point. I mean, you know, of course, like you hear like on sports radio, they talk about the possibility of getting Des Bryant and the possibility of getting some other receivers. I don't, I don't think that's, I don't think it happens for the Eagles. I, I just don't. Not saying because people don't want to play here. I just don't, I don't think it's the right fit. I think that, um, I think the Eagles like the camaraderie that they have in the locker room and like the guys that they have. And I think they're focused on, Getting the guys that are on IR, getting those guys healthy, um, getting Mac Hollins healthy, um, you know, and if they get Mac Hollins healthy, I think uh, I heard a rumor that um, Jordan Matthews would be the odd man out, so he won't he won't be on the roster anymore. Um, so I think they're I think they're just focused on getting healthy, getting guys back that are actually on IR, and getting guys back that are actually suffering right now. Um, and and you know, not for nothing, man. I mean, you know, I, I didn't get a chance to talk about. Um, you know, Jason Peters in my last segment, but Jason Peters is hurt. Like he has a torn, I think he has a torn tri, a torn bicep, torn bicep, and he, I think he's going to be out for two to three weeks. And um, so he's probably not going to be back till after the bye. So that means Vitae will be playing for the next few weeks, and um, he'll be playing at left tackle. And Lane Johnson's hurt. Lane Johnson's hurt. Like Lane Johnson's playing on a high, uh, high ankle sprain right now. So. The Eagles need to focus on just getting healthy, just resting up, getting healthy. Um, Lane Johnson probably won't practice at all this week, um, considering, you know, with that high ankle sprain. Um, and um, 
Peters, you know, he won't be practicing at all either because he's hurt. So, um, and I mean, it could have been a, it could have been a season ending injury, but I think, you know, finally, I think Father Time's catching up to him. As much as I hate to admit it, you know, I think this is Peter's last year playing for the Philadelphia Eagles. And, you know, he had, he's had a great career. He got a Super Bowl ring. I know he wants to get back so he can actually play in the Super Bowl. But, um, you know, I think it's just, I think it's just that time. I think um, they're going to try to bring him back, let him finish out the season, you know, make the playoff run. And then um, I think that's it for Mr. Peters. I really do. And I hate to admit it because, I mean, he's been an anchor for this team for the last, you know, however many years. I remember getting him from Buffalo, traded for, traded, well, him, signing him from Buffalo. I don't know. I can't remember if we traded for him or signed a free agent, but um, I'm just, man, I just, it's kind of sad to see it, you know, see it like the, but this is the bodyguard, you know, he's been on a dominant force of our team and in, in, in the league for so many years and, you know, Father Time is finally catching up to him because you know, he can't stay healthy. Um, it's not a matter of his skill. It's not a matter of, um, you know, if he still has got it. Like, I think he can still do it. I think it's just um, it's just injuries. Injuries, they, they start to affect everybody. Like, it happened with Kobe. Um, Kobe could still play, but Kobe was just hurt a lot. He would always get hurt, and it, it just was over. So... Uh, I think that's just happening with Mr. Peters right now. And I, it's sad to see, but hey, it's a part of the game, I guess. But now we need to start thinking about, um, you know, our offensive line for the next few years. Like, you know, I know we got the guy, Mylotta, Jordan Mylotta, but um, I mean, he's still a project. You know, he still needs a lot of work. So I can't see him playing right now. I can't see him actually getting the, the, the nod to actually play. But, um, I mean, right now, we got to, we, I mean, in the offseason, we really have to address the depth of this team. We really have to. We're really going to have to draft well the next, not just this season, but the next few seasons in order to build that depth back on that offensive line. And, you know, because, the you know, the Super Bowl and, and the, the games are won in the trenches. So you got to have good offensive and defensive line depth in order to um, in order to win in this league, I think. So right now, um, Eagles need to focus on just getting healthy. I don't think they'll make any big trades. I don't think they'll uh, make a splash move. I think they'll make a lot of small trades, I have to say. I'm not going to say any trades, but I don't think they'll make a big trade. Um, and I just think um, they will just have to get healthy. I think that's just going gonna to have to be. And we're going to have to rock out with this team. I mean, we're going to have to just start clicking. The team is going to have to buckle down, hunker down, and just do it. Like, you know, they believe in the next man up mentality. They believe in, um, you know, they believe in each other. Um, Corey Clement came out and said, we don't need anyone else in this running back room. We got us. And him and Wendell Smallwood, they've been taking on a bulk of the work. And I believe that, you know, someone else is needed. I mean, Sproles is... I haven't even talked about Sproles. Sproles, you know, he's still not healthy yet. Um, but hey, man, I just I know as as fans we want the you know we want the splash move. I can't see him doing it. I just can't. Um, I just think they're going to have to rock out with who they got, and this is it. This is what the this is what the team is going to be for the rest of the year. I think that um, going forward, 
um, you know, offseason and going forward for the next few seasons. I think that's when they'll address these needs uh, for the long term. But right now, I'm just going to focus on getting people healthy. Uh, I don't know if Mike Wallace will come back this season. I think that the Eagles uh, are optimistic that he will. I can't see it happening because he broke his leg. Um, but I'm not a doctor, and I, I don't have the resources that they have. So they're trying to get him back for this season. And um, like I said, they're trying to get Mac Hollins healthy in order to provide some type of spark as well. Trying to get Sproles back. So we'll see. We'll see what happens with this team. We'll see what happens. I think right now the focus just needs to be on Carolina. And then after that, Jacksonville. Um, which is crazy because both teams played today. Both teams got beat by NFC East teams. And neither team looked good. Uh, Carolina looked, they looked bad. I mean, they, they played a good second half, but they looked bad. And then Jacksonville just looked god-awful. I mean, the fact that they went to Dallas and they lost 47 is mind-boggling. I mean, they're supposed to be they're supposed to be a top defense in this league, a top contender in the AFC. Not just the AFC, uh, not just their division, but the AFC. And they just got demolished. They let um they let that Dallas Cowboy team run all over them. And it's just I, I couldn't believe um I couldn't believe that. I think that that actually put a damper on my mood a little bit today. Like, um, I was at a dinner and it just kind of it just kind of dampened my mood a little bit. Like, I just seeing that just sucked. I was I I could not believe that Jacksonville of all teams let the Dallas Cowboys put up a forty burger on them. That was just absolutely atrocious. And um, but hey, I guess it's just a week to week league. Like I said. You know, I think I, I think it's, I, I don't I don't I, that doesn't that doesn't make me fear the Cowboys. The Redskins winning today doesn't make me fear the Redskins, and I'm not afraid of the Giants. So I, I don't think that makes me fear anybody. I think it's just they had those teams had good days today. So um, they you know hey every dog has his day. Um, you know Dallas had their day. I mean I was looking at the stats there. I mean Dak Prescott he still didn't. Even though he threw two touchdowns today, he was 17 for 27, 183 yards. I said, man, that is pedestrian. Like, he is not lighting anything on fire. Like, that does not put fear in anyone's heart in this league. Like, I mean, he he really was, he really, he might be a, a worse, like, he was really pedestrian. Like, he might be worse as far as game managing than Alex Smith is. Alex Smith can... He could go. Alex Smith can go downfield. I mean, Dak. I. I. I do. I don't know, man. I. I don't know. I mean. So I mean, listen. I don't want to spend. I don't want to harp too much on them. Those teams won today. The they had their good day today. You know, every dog has his day. Whatever. But, um. Hey, man. You know, it just makes me believe that Eagles will definitely beat the Panthers next Sunday. And I. I don't want to base. What we'll do next week off of what happened this week, but just looking at that Panthers team, I just don't think they're a very good team. And then watching Jacksonville, the way they competed today, I, you know, they're not, they're not a team to be feared. Not to me. Not, I, it's not a team where I think the Eagles can't beat them. I think the Eagles definitely can beat them. Um, and it sucks that I feel like we have to, we have to win these two games so that we'd be five and three. Um, because we, you know, we shouldn't have lost against, you know, the Bucks and the Titans. But this is what it is. This is what this, this is what this team has done. So they have to, they have to, you know, um, 
I'm not gonna say they put themselves in a hole, but they put themselves at this in this predicament where they have to win these games. And I think they just need to go take care of business. So the Panthers nor the Jaguars, none of those teams scare me at this point. Um, Eagles, they really should be five and three going into the bye. And then, you know, coming up the bye, I think they win against the, the Cowgirls. Right now, I think that maybe that's just my hate for the Cowgirls. Um, so we'll see what happens. Um, but right now, like I said, Eagles need to get healthy. They need to focus on beating Carolina on Sunday and then focus on beating um, um, Jaguars in London and then going into the bye and trying to rest up and get healthy. So that's what I see happening right now going forward for this team. And then we'll see how the rest of the division develops going forward. Um, but I still think this is the Eagles division to win. And it's also their division to lose, which I don't think will happen. So um, that's my take on um, Eagles going forward um, and the opponents coming uh, in the next two weeks and then going into the bye and what I think the issues are and uh, what I think as far as them making a trade before the trade deadline. So this is Dom Lewis, Philly Sports 444 Podcast. Um, I'll be back, talk some more Philly Sports, some more Eagles and some more Sixers. Stay tuned. I'll be back in a moment. Welcome back, everybody. Philly Sports 444 Podcast. I'm your host, Dom Lewis. As I'm always saying, you can follow us on Twitter um, and soon to be on Facebook as well. And uh, make sure you send us emails um, cause I'm looking forward to trying to do, um, an email, um, like an email bag going forward where we can answer questions about, you know, people possibly have and, um, things of that nature. So I appreciate people that tune in. I appreciate people that subscribe, um, on, you know, each platform. And I appreciate anchor for giving us this platform to get out our thoughts, get out our dreams and actually do this podcast. Um, so let me just say one more thing about the Eagles before I move on to the Sixers. Um, I just think that right now, um, I think the Eagles know who they are. I think the Eagles are aware of who they are and they're aware of what lies ahead. I think this is still uncharted territory for this team, uh, being a defending Super Bowl champion. And it's not easy. It's hard. You know, it's hard. Like I'm, you know, you're still trying to overcome injuries. Um, and they're still trying to um, hit their stride. Not, not. It's not a matter of them not knowing who they are. But they're still trying to hit their stride and actually um, be that dominant team um, that they know that they can be. Uh, so, you know, it may take a few more weeks. You know, it may take, you know, we may not see it so starting after the bye. And I'd rather them get out all the kinks right now. And I'd rather them be healthy after the bye. And I'd rather them be healthy going into November and December. I really I really would. I would rather that be the case. Um, and I know that it's, it's difficult because we're, you know, as Eagles fans and as Philadelphia fans, period, this is uh, not a, a fan base that has uh, patience. Um, I know we were patient for a lot of years. Uh, you know, not having a championship, not having a Super Bowl. But, um, you know, that's just because we were forced to be that way. 
we're not patient though. We're not patient when it comes to, you know, waiting for this team to be good. We know what this team is capable of. We we want them to be good. We want back to back. I know what we want. Um, and right now, I can't say that the Eagles are going to the Super Bowl. Right now, I just want them to actually take care of business each week, eventually win the division, and then go into the playoffs strong. That's what I want right now. I mean, I think the Eagles will continue to build on what they what they experienced um, Thursday night versus the Giants. And um, I think the biggest thing, like I said earlier, they need to get healthy. They do. Um, they need to get healthy. They really do. They really do. And I think being healthy, and I talked about this in my last episode of the podcast, the fact that they're not healthy is is one of the reasons why they don't have the chemistry and the one of the reasons they're not hitting the stride. So when they do get healthy, I think that they'll be able to do that. They'll be able to have that camaraderie um, and that togetherness, and that'll be able to hit their stride. So it's just going to take some time. It really will. But I think um, I don't think there's anything to be afraid of with this team. I think that um, I'm not down on this team now. I was down on them after the Vikings game, um, but I'm not down on them now. I, I really just think it, it just takes time. It takes time and, and takes it's going to take for them to get healthy. So um, that's what I think is needed from the Eagles. And um, and we'll see going forward. We'll see what happens as far as their, their health. And um, they got to keep Carson clean, though. They got to keep him healthy, keep him upright, because they can't afford to lose him. And I think the defense, um, you know, although they have given up some big plays this year, um, overall, they're really not that bad. They still are a good run. They're, you can't. You still have difficulty running again, running on that defense. Um, and when those corners play, you know, play up to par, like they did on Thursday night, I, and they played against, they played against a good wide receiving core. Um, I think you know when they play up to par, man, they really, they really are a, a solid unit. I'm not gonna say they're a good unit or a great unit, but they are definitely a solid unit. So um, going forward, that's what I that's what I feel um, about the Eagles. Um, and I think the coaching, you know, the coaches have to be aware, too. Doug has to be better. You know, he has to he has to come. He has to bring it every week. You know, it can't be um, throwing the ball 57 times a game and then running it on 12. It can't be like that. Um, and, it, and, and Jim Schwartz, he can't be uh, afraid to make adjustments. He has to make adjustments as well. And he has to know situations. And Jim Schwartz is smart enough. Like he's been around this league way too long. He's had number one defenses in this league, in Buffalo and in uh, Tennessee. He knows the deal. Schwartz knows the deal. Um, hopefully that. Hopefully these losses won't come back to bite us in the butt. As far as losses against Tennessee and and uh, Tampa Bay. Hopefully those losses don't come back to to haunt us. Um, because I believe those two were the those two were losses that we sh- we we shouldn't we shouldn't have on our record, honestly. Uh, I mean, it, I mean, I get it. You know, Tampa Bay, um, they were high at the time, but they 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 stink. They're not a good team, and um, you know, well, I'm not gonna say they stink, but they're inconsistent. Um, I get it. Losing against Minnesota, I get it. I get it. That's a that's a good team that was bad. As, that was just you know losing all a couple, kind of like the Eagles. They were losing like. You know, a couple things that just need to change in order to win those games instead of losing them. Um, and then I think with um, the Titans, man, I mean, we just gave up the, the giving up those 
those plays, man, that just wasn't good. So, uh, you know, giving, letting them convert on three, four downs, that just wasn't good. So I'm hoping that those losses don't come back to bite us in the butt. Um, but the Eagles got to continue to take care of business each week. And it's going to take a collective effort, a collaborative effort from the entire team in order to get this done. Um, I think they'll win against the Panthers, like I said. Um, I saw what the Panthers did today versus the Redskins. They run the ball. They do run the ball. Funches can he can get up for that ball, leap and catch. But they are a run-heavy team. They definitely run a lot of RPO. Um, and Cam is a beast, you know, when he wants to be a beast. But like I said, I think this defense is a they're they're not they're not the Redskins defense. Um, this front four can get pressure on you. And they can actually stop people from running the ball. And Jordan Hicks is actually healthy this year. And um, I think uh, I think Bradman is a great run stopper. He's not a, he's not necessarily good in pass coverage, but he is a good run stopper. And you know Jalen Mills is quick to come up from the you know from his position and actually make a lot of tackles. And um, you know I, I know that we're kind of thin in the secondary right now, but I think it's just going to take you know take a take a game plan like we had versus the Giants in order to get this done. Um, and I think that they will. You know, I think that they will. So um, that's what I have going forward as far as, you know, the Panthers next week. I don't have any, like, in-depth, like, stats or anything like that. I just think the Eagles are the better team. I really do. I think the Eagles, as far as them mixing it up, I think they're the playmakers that they have as far as having, um, you know, having a Jai. I'm sorry, not a Jai. Excuse me. I'm looking at a highlight right now, and I see a Jai running the ball. Um, looking, I'm uh, having Alshon Jeffrey. Um, having our tight ends because that's one thing. Uh, the Panthers can't cover tight ends. I saw it happen there. I saw, um, I saw Jordan Reed actually make a lot of big plays today. And if they giving up this kind of plays to Jordan Reed, and he's a pretty good player, but if they're giving up this plays to Jordan Reed, man. I think Zach Ertz and Dallas Goddard and the, even the guy Perkins should have a good day next week. Um, it should be very heavy um, tight end. You should get, uh, you know, a lot of 12, 13 personnel. And um, we can make a lot of plays. So um, it should be a good week next week um, versus, you know, it's back to the 1 o'clock game, which is cool with me. I like playing at 1 o'clock, you know, getting it done early. Um and um, I think it'll be a good week for the Eagles. So uh, I think just think they need to have a good week of practice, you know, like every week. But I, I can't see the Panthers winning. I can't. Well, they didn't win today, so never mind what I was about to say. But I can't see the Panthers um, coming into the link and actually stealing one from the Eagles. I just can't see it. So um, yeah, I got the Eagles winning the game. I don't have a score yet. It may be like a like a. Um, I would say like 24-17 type of game or 24-20 type of game. I think the Eagles do win next week though, or on Sunday. Um, I can't see them losing at the link two games in a row. I just can't see it happening. Um, and we'll see Minnesota again. We'll see them again. I, you know, I, I know that that game was that, technically that was two games ago. We'll see them again. We might even see them in the playoffs. We got to see. We'll, they're going to have to see us again. Um, and we didn't forget what happened. Um, I mean, we ultimately, we got the last laugh on them because we beat them 38-7. to But they're going to have to see us again. So um, I'm not I'm not even going to be worried. 
I'm not going to stress out about that loss. I just think the Eagles need to win going forward, and I think they will. And I think that's just that. So um, that's going to do it for my Eagles talk, though. I mean, I've talked heavy Eagles like I said I would, and I'm going to come back, and we're going to talk a little bit about the Sixers because opening day is technically now it's uh, it's technically Monday, so opening day is literally tomorrow. <laughs> Tuesday, Tuesday versus uh, the Celtics. It's opening night for the entire league in the uh, Philadelphia 76ers on showcase. So I'm excited about that, um, but I'm going to get into a little bit of the rant that I had on a radio show um, on Sunday morning about the Eagles, I mean about the Eagles, excuse me, about the Sixers and what they're trying to do as far as temper expectations. So just give me a moment. I'll be back in a moment. I'll be talking Sixers uh, opening night and what I look at as far as the season, how I look at things, and what I'm seeing going forward. So stay tuned. It's Philly Sports 444 Podcast. I'm your host, Dom Lewis. Welcome back, everybody. Philly Sports 444 Podcast. I'm your host, Dom Lewis. Let's talk about some Sixers. Philadelphia 76ers. That's right. The season is here. There's no more waiting, no more anticipating. The season starts tomorrow, Tuesday, October the 16th. I'm excited. I'm excited about the Sixers. I'm excited. I've been talking about it for the last couple episodes of the podcast. I'm excited about what's to come uh, with this um, season. But I want to get into a little bit of a um, uh, rant that I had. So, um, I was on a radio, on our radio show, um, um, on Sunday morning, shout out to two and five sports, shout out to my guys, Ernest Drummond and Terrell Willis. And, um, you know, we talked about the Sixers and I was talking about, um, how excited I am for the season. Uh, I've been talking about it for the last few weeks and I'm excited about, um, I think the Sixers should be number two seed in the East. Um, there was some disagreement there, but I understand. But my issue comes with um, the organization in general. Um, I don't know if I should blame Brett Brown. I don't know if it's the front office or what. Um, but, you know, I was thinking about what something that I heard um, come out of the organization a, a couple of days ago. And they were talking about how um, it's like a long-term look or a report that I saw or something. But it was like a long-term view of the Sixers right now as far as um, starting Markel Fultz. And they're trying to start him. Basically, what the organization is trying to do is they want to start him to see what he has. It's a long-term look. It's not the uh, look in order to win like right now, but they're trying to see what they have out of him because they eventually he's going to have to play and going to have to start because he's the number one overall pick. And I get that. I get it. I understand all of it. But my issue is if the Sixers are built to win or if they're moving toward winning, the Sixers need to do just that. They need to win. I don't care about Markel Fultz's feelings. I don't care about his pride. I don't care about any of that. If 
he is not right right now in order for the Sixers to win. If they're just starting him just for the sake of starting him, and he's not going to contribute and actually be productive for this team, then he shouldn't start. He needs to sit on that bench and come off the bench and give us quality minutes. But I don't care about feelings at this point. I care about winning. This team is too good to to take a back seat, to take a step back, you know, getting a fourth or fifth or possibly sixth seed. I don't want to see that mess. If I see that, that means that the season's unsuccessful. That means that with the Sixers are taking a step back, they're going backwards. Because eventually you're going to have to pay Ben. And eventually, like, you won't have Redick anymore. And we're, we've already lost two shooters. We lost Ilya Silva and we lost Bellinelli. And I get it. Those guys are replaceable. Um, And I saw, I think I saw a report from Zach Lowe, you know, as far as um, he's a little bit kind of, he's kind of not scared, but um, he sees, you know, the lack, well, not the lack of jump shooting, but the fact that the Sixers don't have that jump shooting that they had last year, it's going to be an issue. Um, I see it as JoJo's going to need to step up more. JoJo's going to have to be a 28-point-a-night score with 10-11 rebounds. I see it as Ben Simmons is going to have to be a 20-point guy. And I see it as Markel Fultz having to actually be a guy that's going to contribute some buckets and give us some quality minutes. He can't have games where he's only had four points. He can't have games where he's only had six points. He can't have games where uh, he has a bad plus-minus. He has to give us quality minutes every single night, especially if you're going to be the starter. Like, you, if you're going to be the guy, be the guy. But I, my issue is with the Sixers and them taking this approach for the sake of appeasing him, appeasing Markel Fultz, and I don't like that. My issue is like, look, if you're going to win, win. If he's not going to be productive for us or he is not ready to be in this position in order for this team to succeed and go forward, he does not need to be in that position. Don't put him there just for the sake of putting him because he was the number one overall pick. Don't do that. Because we can't afford that. You know what? Because Boston is strong. That team is going to be good. I don't care how much I hate Boston. I don't care how much any Philadelphia fan hates Boston. I don't care how much anyone hates Boston. That team is going to be good. They're healthy and they're going to be good. They're going to be tough. And we cannot afford to take a step back in this conference right now. Not when it's for the taking. Cannot afford, can, listen, there's only a few times where you have the opportunity in order to actually win it all. In order, and or even win and get to the finals. There's only a handful of times where it's actually, it's actually capable of doing, you're actually capable of doing it. It's actually a strong possibility of you doing it. Right now is one of those times for the Sixers. And we cannot afford to, you know, to take this quote-unquote, listen, no more of process, no more. 
We sat through enough process. Don't try, don't try, don't try to sell me on it again. Don't. Don't try to sell me on it of this just being part of the process. Don't. I don't need that. We need win, we need winning right now. Like Sixers gotta win at least 52 games. They gotta at least match the winning total from last year. They're too good. It's too much talent on this team for them not to do that. It's just it's just too much. And and Joel Embiid, at the end of the day, no one can guard him. I don't care who the team is. No one can guard him. So it annoys me that the Sixers are trying to sell me on the process again, on a part of the process again, taking the quote-unquote long-term approach because of they want Markel Fultz to start and he got to see what he got, what he has. I get it. Listen, Markel Fultz, I, I'm... All in all, I'm really I'm actually not even worried about him. I think that he's good enough. He'll be fine. He'll be a contributor to this team. But if it's too if it's too soon to start him, I'm not about that, man. I'm just not. There's nothing wrong with him coming off the bench, giving quality minutes, and then making him a starter later on this season. I don't know, man. I, I I'm just not I'm not the guy. I'm not the guy, man, to just Throw him in the starting line just because he was number one overall pick and because you saw what uh, Tatum did last year and you saw what Kuzma did last year. And uh, I'm just not that guy, man. Like, the guy played 14 games last season. See, technically, he's still a rookie. He hasn't played a full season of basketball yet. He still has a lot to learn. So, that was my rant on the Sixers, basically, but... All in all, I'm excited for the season. I really am. Um, uh, it's going to be a tough game um, Tuesday, but I'm just excited for basketball to be back. I haven't even thought about, you know, win or loss yet. I haven't thought about it in depth yet. Um, um, if I had to, if I had to guess, honestly, I'd, I'd say the Sixers would probably lose that game because it's in Boston. You know, opening night. I can't see the Sixers going up to Boston right now and just dominating and winning. Um, I think it'll be close, but the Sixers, it'll kind of be like how how the, uh, the Sixers-Celtics series started, the playoff series started, um, where um, it was, a, you know, uh, I think it was close uh, for a couple of quarters, and then, you know, it got out of hand, basically. Um, I, you know, I think it kind of will be like that, or it'll be close, and the Sixers just won't have enough to actually pull it out. Or it may, it may even be like how last year's uh, season started, when the Sixers actually... Um, they went to Washington. They lost that game. Um, but I'm still excited for the season. Uh, it's 182. So I'm excited to see the season start. I'm excited to see. I'm excited for the the growth of Joel Embiid and Ben Simmons. Um, I'm not a guy where I get all bent out of shape about uh, Ben Simmons not taking jump shots. I recognize that he does need to do it. Uh, because we don't want him to have the same issue that he had last year in the playoffs. But right now, I'm just excited for the season to start. I'm excited for their growth. I'm excited for him to be more aggressive. I'm excited for JoJo to be more aggressive and to be dominant on the block like he should be. And his his game being more versatile. And for him to actually have a greater impact on the game. And him actually making a run at Defensive Player of the Year. Him making, him making a run at being an MVP candidate. I'm looking forward to those things. Him being an all-star, I'm looking forward to that. Looking forward to Ben Simmons becoming an all-star. 
I'm looking forward to uh, I'm looking forward to this team actually being able to run and gun and score points, and I'm looking forward to them being able to run and gun and be able to score the game out at the same time. Like I'm looking forward, you know, them doing what they need to do whenever they need to do it, basically. Um, they ain't need to be slowed down. JoJo can slow it down. If the game, if we need to run and gun, we should, we should just be able to run and gun, shoot, do whatever. I'm excited for that. I'm excited to see this, this team play. And I think a lot of us were left unfulfilled last year because the, the I think although they went, you know, kind of deep into the playoffs, it ended so abruptly almost uh, because of the way that, that Celtics, series, Celtics series went. Um we felt that it shouldn't have went that way. We should felt like we at least, you know, should have guided to at least six games. And the way it ended in five, man, it just kind of, it left a lot of us unfulfilled. Uh, it felt like incomplete almost. But I, I'm looking forward to um, what the Sixers can do this season. I'm looking forward to their development. And I'm looking forward to what Brett Brown has in store. I really am. Um, because I know there's a lot of people that like him and a lot of people that don't like him. Um because of the whole process thing and um you know i i know my guy earn despises the guy i don't i i think he's a good coach and i and i, I look forward to how he's going to get this how he's going to push his team over the top he knows what he needs to do and he needs to do it period that's just the way i'd say it so i'm looking forward to what he has in start i'm looking forward to uh elton brand being this being his first year as a gm um, I'm looking forward to that entire front office to see what they have to do in order to get this team over the top. Because um, they recognize that this city needs to win, and the city wants to win, and it's their job in order. It's their job to uh, put us in a position to win. So I'm excited to see what they're going to do as well. Um, just excited for the season overall. I'm just excited that basketball is back. To be honest, um, I know that it's not interesting at the beginning of the season almost because. You know, you're dealing with, you're still dealing with a bulk of football, um, but I'm excited to see the season come back. Um, it's, it's a long season, um, and it, it, it should be good. So, um, I'm excited for the Sixers. Let's go Sixers. Um, I really want Joel Embiid to just be dominant this year, and for him, I know he played so well last year, but I want him to take that next step in order, and I want him to be just an unstoppable force. I really do. I really do, and I want Ben Simmons to just be the guy where it's just like he gives he gives opposing teams a headache because they don't want to go against him he's he's uber aggressive and you know he can shoot when he wants to pull up and um he always finds his open man and i i just I, i'm excited for this team i really am i because i know this i feel like i know this team what they're capable of i know that they can really um make some noise and it's just really up to them just putting it all, like pulling it all together, and them just playing all in one accord and getting it done. That's what it comes down to, and it comes down to the coaching. It comes down to come down to Brett Brown too. Um, he has to put this team in a position to win and to succeed, and he can't um, second and third guess himself. Man, look, you're a good coach. Be a good coach. Don't be afraid to go up against Brad Stevens. I, we know that he's good. We know that he's a good coach. Hasn't won a championship yet. As far as I'm concerned, y'all in the same boat. So let's get it done, man. Let's get it done. 
Let's have a good season six as I'm ready. Um, that's all really I have to say on the Sixers, man. Um, I'm just excited for the season. I really am. Um, so we'll see what happens on uh, Tuesday night. Tuesday night versus the Celtics. I think the game is at 8 o'clock. It's on TNT. Um, so shout out to the Sixers for having so many national games here. I think they have 27 national games, not counting uh, the NBA on TNT. I'm, I'm sorry, not counting NBA TV. If you count those games, I think it, it, they count uh, the 39 national televised games. So, big shout out to the Sixers, man. They're going to be all over the place. Must see TV. And, yeah, here they come. As the hashtag says, here they come. So, that's all I have on Sixers. I'll be back in a moment. I think I'll just, um, I think I'll just wrap up the podcast. This will be uh, my last segment coming up. I'll just talk a little bit about the Flyers and just kind of wrap up the segment, um, wrap up the podcast, rather. And um, just give a few shout-outs to some amazing people and some amazing uh, groups doing good things. So, Philly Sports 444 Podcast, I'll be back in a moment. Welcome back, everybody. Philly Sports 444 Podcast. I'm your host, Dom Lewis. Um, just going to wrap up the podcast, basically. Um, it's really nothing to report on the Flyers. I mean, right now they're two and three. Um, they've won a couple. They lost a couple. Um, they look good in games, and they look bad in games, to be honest. Um, the last game they played was uh, this past Saturday. They lost one nothing to um, Vegas. So uh, their next game is actually Tuesday. Uh, so it's tomorrow. Um it's crazy the same night as the Sixers opening night. But, um, you know, I think the majority of fans in the city will probably be tuned into um, the Sixers. Um, but, hey, look, uh, if you got NBC Sports app, you can tune into both. You can tune in, you know, probably pull up the Sixers on. Uh, well, you have to watch Sixers on TV and pull up the virus on the tablet um, or your tablet or your iPad or whatever you have, phone. Whatever you have, whatever device. So, right now, it's not... I don't really have anything to really... There's not really anything moving to talk about with the Flyers right now. Or at least I'm just not educated enough to do that. Um, still working on getting my knowledge up of uh, Flyers. Uh, and, and just hockey in general. Not just the Flyers, but hockey in general. So, um, right now, but what I've seen so far out of the Flyers, is just, it just hasn't been... Um, I mean, they had a bad home opener. I will say that. Um, I mean, it was just bad all around. It wasn't even just the goalie. It was just bad. Uh, San Jose came in here and just hosed them for 82 win. And it, it, it just kind of, it was bad. It was bad. I mean, you know, Giroux came out and said some things about the team. They need to get their crap together. And uh, they came out that next game and they won against Ottawa. Uh, beating them seven to four, um, but like I said, they lost to Vegas uh, Golden Knights, uh, one to nothing on Saturday. So uh, next game is tomorrow Tuesday night. Um, I think they have games this week on Tuesday and Thursday. Um, yeah, so um, that's pretty much all I have on the Flyers right now, and I'll be looking a little bit more in depth to see like you know what's going on with this team. 
Um, you know, what do I see? What do I don't? What do, what I don't see? Um, and um, like I said before in my last podcast episode of the podcast, I just think that the team is is going to continue to be like this until they can get some solid goalie play. I just think that's just what it's going to be. Um, and right now, like it's early in the season. I mean, the team, you know, teams still trying to find themselves. You know, they haven't had a chance to string string up string and put wins together yet. So I'm not going to get on them too bad about their play and inconsistency. I'm not going to do that. Um, I just think it's just it remains to be seen. It's you know they've played five games or four or five games, so um, they're just not. It just is what it is at this point. And it's nothing to uh, trip over or anything like that. Um, season's only like two weeks old, so it's what it is. Um, but um, I just want to, um, I'm actually going to end the podcast now. I just want to thank you guys always for tuning in. I really do appreciate you guys uh, for listening, for subscribing, and just for, you know, even if you don't like what I have to say, uh, I just appreciate anyone who, who does support um, because this is something that I love to do. And, um, you know, I know that I don't have, uh, I'm not, you know, you know, I'm, I'm just like, an, I'm like kind of, I'm like, I'm not gonna say I'm new to this, but, um, I'm just, I'm not, uh, how do I want to say this? I'm not, I might not be well known as other, um, as other podcasts or other brands um, of Philly sports, but um, I feel like I don't I don't necessarily have a unique take on Philly sports. I just got a real take on it. That's all. I call it just how I see it. I'm not going to sugarcoat it for you. I'm not even going to be a fanboy. Uh, I'm going to say exactly how it is. That's really what it comes down to every single time that I, that I get on here, that I get behind the mic, that I talk about Philly sports, that I tweet about it, whatever it may be. I'm not going to, like, I'm not, I'm not, I'm a fan, but I got to keep it real about these teams. I got to keep it real about what I see. Um, I got to keep it real about um, our teams. I really do. What I see out of them, and if I think they're shortchangers, I got to keep it real. I have to. So I thank everybody that ever tunes in, that subscribes to me, that retweets me. Um, shout out to the, you know, um, let me see how I want to shout out here. Uh Taste Reaction Podcast, man. They you show me a lot of love. I really do appreciate that. Appreciate that. And uh, I've been listening to them, and you know, give them a listen. You can um, subscribe to their podcast. I know they're on Facebook, and um, they got a YouTube page as well. So please give them a, a listen, and uh, give them a couple views. And listen, I watched the last show a few days ago, and man, I cracked up so much about. Um, they had a comedian on there. I, I I don't want to put his real name out there. I think his comedian name is Groceries. And dude just had me rolling, man. I mean, he was hilarious, hilarious, hilarious. Um, guy, I, I actually, um, I'm not going to say I grew up with him, but I did go to school with him. Um, and yeah, man, that dude was funny. So um, a big shout out to the Taste Reaction Podcast. A shout out to Royal Heritage Tees. Um, I actually know the owners of this brand. Um, they actually have a couple of... Um, they got a couple of nice t-shirts. They got an Instagram page at Royal Heritage Tees, T-E-S. Um, those guys are, uh, I mean, I, I don't want to say guys because it's a husband and wife. 
Um, but I, I know them. I went to school with them both. And um, I mean, their pages, they got some really, really good t-shirts, good apparel. So great shout out to them. Um, I saw, who else did I see? Uh, my man, Joey Smith, he came out. Uh, I know he's in this video. Um, I think it's in, it's called the New Black Anthem. I think that's what it's called. And uh, I mean, this video was moving. It was powerful. It was him and my guy, Greg Bird. And I can't, I can't remember the young lady. She was a singer. I can't remember her name. But, I mean, absolutely powerful stuff. So, a big shout-out to them. Um, a shout-out to um, the roundtable. I'll be on the roundtable. I was supposed to, I was scheduled to be on there on October the 17th. But um, I, uh, due to the scheduling conflict, I, won't, I probably won't be on until November now. But um, I will be on as soon as I can get on and... I do want to, uh, you know, give them a shout out because those, those those folks are real good folks, uh, and um, I've been I've been supporting them for a while, so you know I appreciate them. Um, yeah, if you have a business, if you have, um, you know, a brand or you have uh, a podcast or whatever it may be, um, if you want a shout out, um, I'm glad to shout you guys out. I, I don't care. I don't, you know. I don't look for no money, none of that. I really don't want any of that. I just want people to win. So what it comes down to, man. I, I'm, I'm all for people. I'm all for people getting out their dreams and actually being better. Um, so, um, and just, you know, doing what they want to do in life. Because, I mean, I mean, too many of us are stuck doing stuff that we have to do. And I'm one of them. So whenever I get a chance to actually do this podcast, sit down and do it. Whenever I get a chance to record, it's a blessing because... Um, it's something that I love to do. And if I could get paid doing it, I would do it. Um, but to support people, you know, I just want to support them. Even if I can't buy from them, even if I can't, whatever, I'll, I'll retweet their page. I'll shout them out on my podcast, whatever avenue I have in order to show them support, I will do it. So, um, a big shout out to all of those folks. If you have a brand, you can email me, you can tweet me, um, subscribe to the Facebook page. When it comes up, it'll be, uh, for the sports four for four podcast. Uh, on Twitter, I'm at 444podcast. It's F-O-U-R-F-O-R, the number four podcast. You can email us at 444podcast at gmail.com. Um, and also, shout out to my guys at 215 Sports. I gave them another shout out um, just because we're bringing to you real every Sunday morning from 10 to 11 a.m. Um, live from the um, Philly Camp Studios. So I appreciate those guys as well. My guys, Terrell Willis and Ernest Drummond. Um, and Ernest, he wanted me to shout him out, call him Nostradamus, and he's far from that. So I will say that. Um, but listen, anyone, um, shout out to my guy, Percy Jones. Percy Jones is a guy I've, I've known for quite some time. And um, we, we've done some work together in different organizations. And just a shout out to everything he does. I mean, it's just too many things to name. Um, so I'll just call, you know, he's like a, just an all around community guy all-around great guy and shout out to the love that he shows and the support and um to everything he has his hands in um because it's all good you know what i mean it's, it's nothing crooked or nothing bad and um that's a generally positive person and um he's a he's a great role model that's what i see out of that guy and um he's i'm honored to call him my friend so a big shout out to percy jones and um, shout out to anyone and everyone who's doing positive things. Um, and just like I said, getting out their dreams, living their dreams. Um, 
I just um, I commend you all for it, and I just want, I don't want you guys to ever stop chasing your dreams, or never stop you know trying to pursue them, because it's worth it. It really is worth it, even if you even if you never reach your fullest potential, you know you never want to you know always you never want to wonder what if you know always just got to just do it. So that's why I'm doing this now, and I never know where this avenue is going to take me, but I'm blessed to just be able to record and share with you guys. And I thank you guys so much for listening, subscribing, um, tweeting me, everything that you guys do. I really do appreciate it. It doesn't go unwarranted. So thank you guys so much. This is Dom Lewis from the Philly Sports 444 Podcast. I'm signing off and I'll see you guys next time. Peace.